You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile. No longer suffering in silence and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. I am back with a special, special woman. And y'all may say, Bianca says that about everybody because all the women that I bring on are special, okay? <laughs> so I am pleased and have the pleasure of introducing Nadia Hill to this space, to this place. Uh, for your listening pleasures and the edification of your heart, mind, and soul so that you may uh, continue to walk in purpose and come out of suffering in silence. Nadia has a background in psychology. Uh, She is an AmeriCorps alum. We love our AmeriCorps members and was super dope and um, insightful so she has a heart for uh, young people who have suffered uh, violence um, and crime within the Chicago land area. Uh, She has assisted over 100 survivors of violence um, with securing various resources for them. And this allowed for her to see that survivors develop healthy coping mechanisms during individual weekly therapeutic sessions. I mean, if you have experienced any level of trauma, um, you know how important it is to have support uh, and therapy and resources to help you to overcome uh, those difficulties and challenges in life. Uh, She's also very passionate about healthy femininity, which we'll get into later about what that means, self-development and advocacy. Nadia is all about pioneering, y'all. She is for the pioneering woman, the woman that's breaking chains, busting down doors and breaking glass ceilings, okay, Uh, and creating spaces for women to heal, be empowered, and to collaborate. It's nothing like uh, collaborating with other women of like minds uh, to go forth in your purpose. And at the time of our conversation, she's on the brink of hosting her premier conference called Align, which is a one-day faith-based conference with dynamic women speakers, networking opportunities, and practical teachings. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to the founder and creator of Blooming Queens 
company, uh, which she will dive more into how that got started, why, what's the what behind the why, the why behind the what, as people say, and how it has changed her life from the inside out. So Nadia, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for the invitation, Bianca. Um, I am extremely honored um, just with you, uh, the way that you introduce me um, is just, it's always humbling um, to know that um, what God has called me to do, it is impactful. So I'm really humbled and honored to be having this conversation with you. Oh, definitely. I've been following you on social media for a while. So <laughs> I, I have a, a special interest. <laughs> Um, and our signature question for each of our lovely uh, guests is what's behind your smile? And I, and I love to ask this question is because the premise of one of the uh, premises of behind the confidence smile is really to help women unpack what we have a tendency to hide behind our smiles. And so that when we do smile, it can be a genuine smile, not a smile of I'm this is a mask. Mm. So what's behind your smile? Oh, I love this question. What's behind my smile? Um, it's a story of overcoming rejection. Um, it's a story where I had to confront rejection in, in particular, the form of self-rejection, um, because there was a time where I was not embracing my authentic identity, and I was falling um, to the pressures of what uh, society wanted from me, um, what I felt like I should give, um, what I felt like I was able to contribute. So for me, the, the story of overcoming rejection is behind my smile and, um, and also healing as well. Mm, that's good. So can you tell me how, how did you overcome rejection? Like that's, that's major. Like what, is, what did that look like for you? Absolutely. I, I believe that me spending a lot of time becoming more comfortable and really knowing myself is what allowed for me to see me for me and, and not for like this projected life that people had in mind uh, for me. Um, I really believe that the individual time um, allowed for me to, to really uh, zone out of what other people were saying, what society was saying, and to have those moments where I was pouring into myself. So finding the, the love that I have for things, my passions, my hobbies, uh, my uniqueness, and really just embracing that and the beauty of being. Um, and that took many years, you know, spending time by myself was something that I had to learn you know, what is the importance of this? Um, why, why is this vital? Um, not just when you have time to rest, but making this just a part of like your journey to your identity. And it's something that I still implement today. So my individuality, it is a priority. So having those moments, those a long time really did um, make me to make some decisions on who I really wanted to be and who I knew I was to be. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Minister Nadia. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm over here taking notes. You said my individuality is priority. Yeah. Let's talk about that <laughs> a little bit more. Um, and you know, in the time, space, and place of grind, hustle, uh, culture, um, people want to be seen, mm -hmm. uh, the highlight reel. Mm -hmm. How does one say, you know what, I'm going to show up as my authentic self? Absolutely. And, and, be, and be okay with that. If that is against what I see on social media or different than my family members and even my siblings. Like, how how you say that so confidently? Where that come from? <laughs> um, I really feel like once I um, concentrated on my my standard of life, I think it just gave me this perspective. Like, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, you can be in a room where you're the only female or you're the only believer, woman of faith, but I know my, my personal standard. I know the, the level and the quality that I was born to live in, the caliber that I was born to live in. And that just, it, it allows for my individuality to really flourish because I'm so in tune with me. Like I've, I've studied myself, I've invested in myself, so if anyone comes to me and tries to tell me about me, it's like, no, 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 I've spent years of cultivating this identity uh, with partnering with God. You know, it wasn't something that I was just doing on my own. So I really just believe once you truly figure out and identify your own standard, um, it will be of encouragement to other people. Um, because I do believe everyone has a standard that they are supposed to live to. Um, but I, I think, you know, the culture that we're living in, um, us becoming camouflage and so similar that we are afraid to have that diversity um, because we don't know how to approach it. We don't know how to respond to it. So I believe tapping into understanding what your standard is and upholding that standard, regardless of what setting you are in. Mm. That's yeah. so good. So is this... Is this uh, how Blooming Queens uh, was birthed through your your time of pouring into yourself? Take us through that journey of how Blooming Queens came about and what the mission of it is. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, it did come um, during a time where I was pouring into myself. I believe I was in a great place of like meditation and uh, devotion and just really like journaling out some thoughts. And um, I got an image of a flower, different flowers blooming and it was at different um, seasons of the year. So um, it really did um, make me to be more intentional in creating the space for women to just be. I believe that different spaces that I personally was occupying, I just feel like there was, was so much pressure on women becoming wives, women becoming leaders. 
and overlooking the beauty of just being. Um, so, you know, that's where Blooming Queens Co. came from. And our focus is to, you know, we strive to empower women as they heal, lead, and grow in the safety of sisterhood. So the, the sisterhood component is, is really protecting us as we are going through transitions, as we are understanding our own life's pace. Um, and as we're truly growing and blooming in such like a, um, such a beautiful like picture and we don't have to look like each other. You know, the beauty of flowers is that they're planted in different soils and there's different ways that you have to cultivate the flowers. So you have to know the first thing is what type of flower you are. So I had to identify, you know, what type of women do I truly want to cater to um, with Blooming Queens Co, which is a now a consultant um, company. And to get women to understand too, like you are different, like we're not the same. And so let's celebrate the uniqueness. Let's celebrate your difference um, and let's cultivate and, and just empower you in a way that it doesn't matter if anyone else may not recognize it, as long as you recognize it, that's how you're able to truly bloom at your own pace. Mm. That's so good. And I mean, you said a lot of key things, but one gem is the beauty of just being. Yeah. Tell me, how do, how do you just be? What does that mean? <laughs> when I think about that in a capitalistic society where we uh -huh. have to, you know, we we work 40 plus hours for compensation. You go to school so many hours, you in class doing homework or your mothering, wifing, sistering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. What does that look like? to just be mm -hmm. I think it it goes back to like understanding where you are in life um I, I really feel like pulling on the components of resting um and being present so if you're just being like you are so engulfed in what is before you that the strivers mentality won't throw you off course and you're able to truly like enjoy the moments. Um, I believe that, you know, there, there are so many different opportunities that we have to simply be, and we have to make sure that we protect that. So if we know, if I know I'm in a place where I am going to be doing a lot of pioneering and a lot of building, I have to prioritize time where I am just still where I am able to center myself, I'm able to breathe, um, I'm in tune with me, like I, I know my body, I know like, okay, this is a time where I just need to be, I just need to be still and not take on any more projects and not take on any more leader, you know, opportunities, leadership opportunities. The beauty of resting, I, I truly believe I will empower and take your, your existence to the next level because you can't effectively lead and live from a place of exhaustion. Like you just, you just can't do it. So we have to get back to the, the places, the place where we truly acknowledge the importance of rest. Mm. So prior to, 
um, you coming into this knowledge and having this wisdom about rest, what did your life look like? Ooh, so I was super active, uh, just always extending myself to support people. Um, I wasn't good with like delegation. So I always felt like, oh, I have to be the one to do this. Um, I have to be the one to spearhead this. Always higher too. Like I experienced um, burnout, um, I believe when I was 21. And that's when I was just really getting into the professional setting. Um, with AmeriCorps, so I was able to see like, wow, this is great work that I'm doing, but I have to know how to manage myself. So I was definitely exhausted, definitely um, really active and just always, you know, extending my support and lending my help um, and not truly understanding the, the, the importance of rest, the importance of just taking a breath and being still. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So let's talk about femininity. Um, yes, I see, you know, in your social media posts, you talk about feminine, femininity um, often. Why are you passionate about it? And what's your definition of femininity? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the reason is so many reasons why I'm passionate about healthy femininity. I really believe that it is, I'll give you my definition first. Um, so healthy femininity is a seat of authority. And I know we often don't necessarily um, traditionally look at femininity as this position and posture of authority. Um, but the more I have began to dedicate myself to living healthy in this area, the more I'm able to see self-control. I'm able to see um, discipline. I'm able to see leadership and pioneering in my femininity that exudes warmth, that exudes me being humble and meek um, and, and submitted um, in a way that it empowers other people. I believe that healthy femininity is the missing piece in a lot of different spaces that will benefit you know, the, the society. Um, so that's my, my definition of femininity. And the reason why I'm passionate about it, because I see so many women um, losing themselves in different roles. So they may occupy the role of a leader, of a mother, of a sister, and um, the basic level of being a daughter is often not tended to. So if you are not healthy as a daughter, then it's going to show up in how you mother. It'll show up how you befriend people. And so I really want women to understand that healthy femininity is a place where you will live aligned in every aspect of who you are. And you cannot, you know, rush through or bypass this important part of your, your life. You know, it's, a, it's an important aspect of who you are and to cultivate this. Um, so that's, that's one reason why I'm extremely passionate about it. I want women to, take, to, be, um, to look at this as this is my priority. You know, this is something that I have to cultivate. This is something that I have to manage and develop um, regardless of where I am and what role I'm fulfilling in my life. 
Hmm. So how does one develop healthy femininity? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I always, I always ask questions around is, are you truly, have you truly embraced what it is to be uh, feminine? So have you embraced the power behind being meek or is it a challenge? Um, oftentimes we hear women in competition with men, but that is not healthy femininity. That's a woman that has not been seated um, in the place of her femininity where she is secure and planted. So I believe embracing the aspects of what makes you feminine, and this will look so different from woman to woman, but we have like this basic stuff. So being warm, being supportive, being uh, nurturing, being a leading uh, woman, um, and just understanding that it is it is a part of balancing things out. So if you are not healthy in your femininity um, and you go into environments that really can benefit from a, a warmth, from being meek and um, welcoming, then you really miss the mark. You miss an opportunity to bring to life because some some people probably have never had interactions with the healthy woman and you can be the one that really changes the trajectory um, and the definition and expectation that they may have with women. You just never know. So I really believe embracing what it is to be feminine um, because it's much more than wearing the colors pink and purple, wearing lipstick, like you can do all of that and not truly be whole in your femininity. Mm. Mm. Well, 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 I hope y'all been taking notes. <laughs> um, so femininity, passionate about pioneering women and advocacy sounds like um, maybe your core tenets uh, to living in alignment for you um, and your life. What what does before getting there? How did you come into alignment in your life? And Absolutely. and breaking that down, um, what does alignment mean? Like what what you mean by alignment? <laughs> Like living in alignment, you know, like all my vertebrae in my span straight. Like, how do, first of all, what does that mean? And how did you come to living that way? Absolutely. So, living aligned, uh, it speaks to setting things in place and, and properly setting them in place. Um, so, that means what your lifestyle is, it exudes and it translates into different aspects of your life. So if you are saying that you are a pioneering woman, um, I'll use that example, and you're a leading force, you know, at your job, within your friendships, and then we come home to your, to your home and it's cold and it's not tended to. Your children, they're missing, you know, the presence of their mom. Your husband may be questioning like, okay, where's my wife? It, it just really speaks to like you getting together the quality of your livelihood. Um, so before you can lend yourself and extend yourself as a leader, let's go back home. That's what a lot of this alignment is. Let's go back into you know vulnerable spaces 
private spaces and let's deal with the chaos that may be here and it may be hindering you from living a life where you are truly anchored and rooted and, and, and dealing with any area where there may be instability as well. So I was able to identify that for one, I need to get some things together in my livelihood. I need to work on time management. I need to work on self-discipline. And I had to be honest about that too. Like that's not something that just appears out of nowhere. So I had to be very, I was in very like a self-reflection mode and I was able to see like, okay, like let me get this together because I don't want this cycle of procrastination to really spoil opportunities that are for me. And so living aligned in my home, that means making sure I'm dedicating time to clean. I'm dedicating time to meditate, whatever I need to do to get my home um, anchored and, and just stable and upright. I have to do that. So the leader that you're seeing out you know, in the field is translating back at home. Like those skills that I've developed at work and my job and at, within my business, it's translating back home. Like there's no breach um, in who I say that I am and my actions. There's, there's an agreement um, that comes about with that. Mm. So with that, this is a great segue. With knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 20-year-old self about you right now? Mm. I would definitely um, encourage her to be open-minded um, because life, it comes and it will continue to come. And there's going to be so many different experiences that you want to have control over, um, but it doesn't happen in the way that you may envisioned it or plan it. So always remain open-minded, never feel like, um, things are what they are to be and know that there's, there's always opportunities for you to flourish once you really embrace being flexible, once you embrace knowing how to pivot and understanding how and when to pivot, um, and just knowing that your mind is, is the key to a lot of different things that you will be experiencing um, as you continue to grow and emerge and flourish um, and really, um, really develop your identity. So to remain open-minded. Mm, that's good. That's good. And as we um, near the end of our dialogue, just curious, um, because you, you sound like a great teacher um, in this area of helping women to understand, well, first identify that they're fearfully and wonderfully made and unique, um, and to learn how to walk in that and be aligned in every area of their lives and not be lopsided, right? With, oh, I just focus on my entrepreneurial life or my, um, professional life or my school life or being single or being married or what have you but looking at your life in totality what are um three learnings you 
but want to share with anyone who is interested or have been flirting with the idea of creating a business um, about things that you wish somebody would have told you or that you wish you would have known um, before embarking upon your journey mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Um, so entrepreneurship, it takes great courage um, to know that you are, you are bringing to life a vision that you've seen in your head and you know that it is going to be of great impact and benefit for those that will be a part in just really taking away from what you will provide as an entrepreneur. So understanding that there's plenty of, of days where your vision, you may start to question it. Um, you may think like, okay, did I really envision this? Like, is this how I should be moving forward? Did I manage this well? Did I, you know, plant this well? Um, and then there will be days where it seems like things are flourishing. So know that courage is a requirement if you are going into entrepreneurship, especially with an idea that you probably have not seen before. Um, and to an audience that is not often even acknowledged. So I believe that's something that I had learned um, quickly that, you know, I, I had to have that bravery, like, because there's going to be people that don't understand your vision and it's okay, but you continue to move forward and you continue to prioritize your pace. So understanding that your business will have a pace in different seasons, like summer season, it may be busy for you, but by the winter season, you have closed shop and now it's time for you to rest. It's time for you to breathe. You may need vacation to really gear up for the next year to come. Um, definitely being open to uh, collaboration. So with you being an entrepreneur um, and you being one that is a visionary, be okay with collaboration. I believe that I was able to um, e even further mature um, Blooming Queens Co. because of collaborations. So my vision was birthed in 2018. And so by 2021, I'm now able to offer like coaching sessions and I'm able to do it in a group setting in an individual setting but that really was not nurtured until I started to collaborate with other female um, entrepreneurs, um, not just faith-based either. So I wanted to be mindful of like the diversity of collaborations that I, that I was um, making happen. So knowing that the vision will mature and it requires for, for there to be collaboration um, because it then reminds you of your why, like it does, like if you're around like-minded people who are just as passionate, who believe what they are um, pouring out and providing to um, folks, like that then will transfer to you, you know, it will empower you and make you even the more zealous, like, yeah, like Bloom and Queen's Cove, I believe in this, you know, we're, we're in a time where um, people are going to have to process the pandemic. So I'm preparing for that influx of people knowing that the conversations I had with collaborators, it, it helped me to understand this is the next step. 
the next stretch, the next leg for Blooming Queens Co. And the last thing I would say to be open with pivoting. So you may have started your vision off with just offering like one-on-one um, sessions and, and um, consultations, right? But knowing that the world is helping you to really like um, position yourself in a way that you're able to really serve. And so you can't serve in the way that you think people need to serve. So understanding that pivoting will help you to under to really understand it and then to put it into practice. So we know that we're in a pandemic right now. A lot of people are going to need emotional support. So how can my business, how can the answer that I know that they are in need of, how can it provide that emotional support? And so pivoting and, and just like simple steps, like to the left or to the right, or let me step back so I'm able to have a different vantage point. It will help you to truly serve those that you believe you are called to as an entrepreneur. And this stuff comes from life too. So understanding life will, it will teach you how to pivot. Um, if you're ready or not, it will teach you how to pivot, understanding that your life has different pace and different seasons of, of what's just happening right now. You know, this may be a moment where your identity is priority. And so a lot of stuff is still, a lot of things is, is it may seem like it's delayed, but it really is just giving you time to process. So everything that you've implemented as an entrepreneur, like you will pull it from your life. Like it's, it's not a separate, you know, book, like it's all a part of your life's book. Mm. <laughs> That's good, <Nadia. laughs> like it's all a part of your life's book. It, it pours out from you. So, something that I, I'm a lifelong learner, continuous learner. Um, and I have learned over this journey of entrepreneurship, that what you invest in, what you pour into yourself, what God pours into you comes out. Yeah. And it's, it's being intentional. And like you said, uh, self-reflecting and meditating and taking time to journal and just be with yourself yeah. where you can pull the meat out. Yeah from your journey and that meat is gold yeah and and can be um gems for someone else's life yeah uh, and, and helping others to navigate life and um at a more uh pace of ease than we had it because the the goal is for um others to get to their purpose quicker yes um with the resources and the tools and the information that is planted on the inside of us yes so i am just thoroughly um excited for you and for all that you have accomplished and putting your hands to the plow and tending the fields that you have been called to tend. Uh, so how can we stay in contact with you? Where can we find you? Um, 
and the interwebs. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am on Facebook and Instagram at Nadia O'Hill. Um, and also with Blooming Queens, I have a page on Facebook and Instagram as well, Blooming Queens Co. And you spell Blooming B-L-O-O-M-I-N asterisk um, Queens Co. And um, we are looking forward to you if you are searching for sisterhood. Um, we often have empowering um, content that we put out there. And if you want to, you know, directly DM me, like just say something in the conversation really sparked you about alignment, about uh, healthy femininity and identity, you definitely can send me a DM and I will be happy to talk to you all. Yes. So don't be a stranger. Reach out. And I would love to hear, you know, what you took away from. Uh, this episode so email me at hello at behind the uh share like subscribe all of that goodness um leave a review uh because it's in it's critically important that others see that they are not alone so when they read your comments trust me they feel encouraged because I read comments too from other podcasts <laughs> so Nadia again thank you I mean for all the meat that you shared and um pour it out from your life's work from the heart work that you have done and continue to do as you advance as a leader um and create a space carved out with your name on it so thank you thank you again like this was a great conversation and um you know I was able to just learn you know from everything that's happened like it's always good to end on a self-reflective note so thank you again for extending the opportunity and I just wish you the best with this amazing podcast that you are doing that women and families, um, they are left empowered and truly encouraged um, as they're healing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I received that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hug. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time. <laughs>